0: Lund, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away. Whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoyle. DeCam says, give me that. A pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way. Bang for Noah. Oh, and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love
1: around. Corner, pocket. Cash for Lund.
0: the time has finally come time for another edition of the unlike any other the umac podcast preview pod and well ryan it's the last one of the year, as far as the regular season goes, we're going to be able to obviously break down the conference tournament matchups. We're also going to tease a little something that we'll be doing for that week coming up, but we'll wait maybe till the end of the podcast to do that, so people are either going to have to skip ahead, which we hope they don't, and they listen to us all the way through, <laughs> but we do give you that option. That's the nice part about the podcast. But anyways, Wyatt Morel, Ryan Mitchell with me as always, and Ryan, we've made it. The final weekend. The time has come. We already know pretty much for the most part, Is it locked, actually, that Northwestern's the one on the men's side? Or could they technically, in some sort of scenario, cough it up? Because I know they still only have the one loss. If Bethany were to beat them and then win again on Saturday and then Northwestern were to lose, who would own the tiebreaker at that point would be the question.
1: Yeah, that would get hairy, you know they clinch this past weekend, they will at least hold a share, but I think they have not locked in the number one seat. I think there I, could be a tie-breaking procedure where Bethany could get it, like you mentioned, if they go perfect this weekend and Northwestern
0: loses two. Well, I know there's something in there that says it's uh, base two off of the record against the teams in preceding order, and remember, Bethany did drop that game to Northland, so... I don't know if that would factor in yeah. somehow because they're towards yeah. the bottom of the standings. but We'd have to count up some things, and again, that would be a surprise if the Eagles, the top team in the conference, drop one on senior day to the last team in Martin Luther. It's possible, though. It is. Very unlikely. Anyways, not to already get sidetracked because we got a lot to talk about, but we're assuming that the men's team for Northwestern is going to host... There's a lot up in the air on the women's side and we'll get into that when we break down the matchup because we got a few things to discuss and talk about. But anyways, Ryan, uh, as you mentioned before we hopped on better than you deserve right now. Love and life. We got great UMAC action coming up here this weekend. I mean, what more could you want this time of the year?
1: not much else why you know we wait all season for these type of moments and if i'm being honest with you you know i'm I'm getting a little nervous you know waiting up to this weekend and then the games to come like i i gotta raise my level personally for what i do with northwestern athletics but it's a good it's a good kind of nervous you know waiting up to those huge matchups that we're going to be talking about tonight so yeah as you said i uh, cannot complain doing better than i deserve
0: most definitely Why don't we just jump right into it? We don't need to waste any more time. Let's give the people what they want. Preview pod. As far as the predictions go, just to let everyone know, you are three games in front of me. We have 16 games to choose from this weekend. And I'll just be straight honest with everybody that's listening. I may have to just pick opposite Ryan just for the sake of doing so. Because I do want to try and finish with a better record. So there might not be very good rationale with some of my picks depending on who he chooses. There are a couple matchups though I think I could easily make a case for the other team depending on who he picks. Let's start on the women's side like we always do. Let's start Friday, February 18th. Crown is going to be hosting Northland, Minnesota Morris hosting Superior, North Central hosting Martin Luther, and then the Eagles hosting Bethany. That is the big one. And Ryan, I'm going to give you the choice. Should we start with the main entree or should we tease it a little bit longer, pick these first three and then get to it? Or do you want to just skip over it? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of hard to skip over it due Saturdays because we need to kind of explain what happened on Friday. So why don't we do the first three, I guess, and then do the Northwestern Bethany game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I defer back to you, whatever you want to do. You know me. In all situations, Why I always want to build the drama, build the suspense. But I also understand, you know, on the last pod, we talked about Bethany Crown first on the men's side. So do you want to talk about Bethany Northwestern
0: first? Or would you rather do the other three quickly? <laughs> Let's do the other three really quickly. <laughs> Good. All right. I have to pick opposite of you. So you get to go first on all these. Let's start as it is on the UMAC website from top to bottom, then Crown hosting Northland. What do you got? The Whack should hopefully be alive this weekend. Crown's got a little
1: mojo after that big road win. I can't go against Crown, and I'm going to be surprised. you got to go opposite on some of them, definitely. But are you going to go opposite (laughs) here and take the Lumberjills, Uh, who have not won a game
0: this season? I I always say there's one win somewhere on that schedule. They're at Morris on Saturday, so they're probably not going to get it there. With that being said, I think they've missed their opportunities to get them. I am going to take Crown at home. That's not going to be one that I'm going opposite of you on, and uh, I'm I'm comfortable. There's other options out there, I think, where I can make that crown up. Like you said, they've got a lot of momentum right now. I think Crown's got an opportunity to carry that into the conference tournament. I mean, it will set up for a great opportunity for them on Saturday if they can win on Friday and then keep this moving. So I'll take Crown at home as well. Morris hosting Superior. What do you got there?
1: Yeah, I was just looking at the last result earlier this season, reminding myself that that was the one where Superior was up at the half at home. We said it was a backs-against-the-wall game, and then they proceeded to just rub butter all over the basketball, apparently. (laughs) They turned it over 31 times in that game. Morris coming away with the win. They're at home this time. I'm going to go with the Cougars in that one. Superior's been playing better as of late, as we mentioned in the last pod, but still can't get over the hump. I think that trend
0: kind of continues on Friday night. I am thinking about this one a little bit. Everything in my gut tells me I should be picking Morris (laughs) because, you know, they they seem like they've been the more consistent team, beat them the first time around. But you know what? I'm going to take Superior in this one. Go opposite of you. Now, this isn't my most confident opposite pick of you by any means, but as you mentioned, they were up at halftime on them. And, I mean, you even mentioned on the last recap pod, they've been there with some better teams as of late, so... I think this could be one they could steal. I don't know. I, I feel, feel all right about this one. So I'll take Superior on the road. Hopefully I can gain a game back on you there. So go Yellow Jackets. Maybe uh, put the conference on notice here with this weekend with two big road wins before they head into the conference tournament.
1: We're only two games in, folks, and we got 16 to pick, and Wyatt's already starting to get a little desperate.
0: <laughs> Says you. Watch this. Superior's going to run away with this one.
1: It, it could happen. You're right. Stranger things have happened. All right. Next one. We got North
0: Central hosting Martin Luther, your Knights. All right. Yeah. I'm taking. Some... I'll tell you, I'm taking the Rams. I know they're my Knights, oh, okay. but <laughs> I, I, I can't do it. I, I don't even need you to pick this one first, Ryan, because I will not be going opposite of you. I mean, you're taking the Rams too, right? Yeah. I was going to say they've played in some compelling games, that being the Knights, the
1: last couple of weeks, but North Central's trying to peak now to end the season at home. Too much firepower for Coach Bruner's club.
0: More than anything, I'm more interested to see what the score is in these games. Because remember, North Central, we mentioned it on the pod, I think, the the last recap. They're starting to play in lower-scoring games. Can they get the offense back to where it's been at, or at least where it was at the beginning of the year? I mean, they're downtown you for a reason, Ryan. they got to start cashing in on some of these threes and live up to the name. It's uh, this time of the year, and they need to take advantage of that and do that. So... Uh, Let's see what they can provide at home, but yeah, I'm I'm not going to pick opposite. They are my Knights. I'm sorry, Knights. I I wish I could take you here, but you got a very tough weekend because then on Saturday you go at Northwestern, so it doesn't get any easier. Um, Probably not the way they wanted to end heading into the conference tournament, but maybe they keep it close. Maybe, like you said, they pull off a stunner. Crazier things have happened, but I expect the Rams to win this one.
1: Yeah, ditto. They won by 18 last time in New Ulm, and I expect it to be convincing in this one as well. All right, we've made it, Wyatt. The big one. Heart of the Twin Cities, Friday night, Erickson Center. Two teams coming in, 10-game win streaks. Bethany has not lost in 2022. The Eagles haven't lost in the friendly confines since December. No, excuse me, since November. If, no, wait, I'm thinking back. Yeah, yeah,
0: since November. <laughs> they have not lost at home since November, yes. I love, I the, mean, I love the friendly con, confines. I, I love that reference most, for some most, reason. Yeah, most people know what I mean with that.
1: I mean, again, folks, just appreciate it. I said it last part. I'll say it again. I think the game's going to live up to the hype. Even if it doesn't, though, hit the heights that you want it to and that you're expecting it to, just be happy that we have this kind of a build up into a women's matchup this late in the season, Wyatt. We haven't had something like this this special in a while where the number one seed is still up for grabs and two teams are so hot heading into a matchup.
0: No, you're right. Absolutely. I, I don't have anything else to add to that. I don't think in our time on the women's side, Ryan's, and when I say our time, I mean like probably the last eight years or so roughly is when our time began. We could say that because Superior had been so dominant and it seemed like they'd always have it wrapped up. So straight off the top of my head, I can't remember a situation like this. And why don't we just start with what could happen if Northwestern wins this game? Because we have looked through, you especially, have looked through all the tie-breaking procedures and there is a legitimate chance, Ryan, that if Northwestern wins this game, this could come down to a coin flip to determine who's the number one seed, which I think is just bizarre and that should never be the case to decide who a number one seed is. Nonetheless, we very well could get there. So I don't know if you want to just read through what could happen potentially or what the tie-breaking procedures are, but this is a very real possibility. Yeah, it
1: absolutely is, Wyatt. And full disclosure, this is from the UMAC Basketball Sport Guidelines posted on the UMAC website. We started this discussion last week, okay? I was just curious and wanted to figure out What's going on here? It was updated in August for this season. And those procedures, like you're talking about, Wyatt, I'll read them here as I pull it up. So the the first tiebreaker, okay, is winning percentage in UMAC games. Okay, obviously, well, they're going to have the same thing. Bethany's undefeated. Northwestern has one loss. And again, this is assuming, Wyatt, we should confirm. That would be if the Eagles win Friday night and then both squads win on Saturday.
0: Or if both lose. Well, no, if they both lose on Saturday, that's where it could potentially... But we're not Manic-tary. even going <laughs> to no, discuss that possibility right no, now. No, we're,
1: we're saying they finish with the same record being one loss, and for each of them, the loss is going to be on the other team's home floor. Okay, so first one, winning percentage of UMAC games. Next one, head-to-head records, cumulative with all tied teams. Okay, they have the same results Okay, across the board. Again, it's the same thing. Third, cumulative record against all
0: teams above those who are tied. Okay, it, again, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The same, same just, rules apply. It's, it's tough to understand how any of these factor
1: in. Yeah, it, the fourth one is uh, record versus teams in the conference, descending order of finish, and then it, it kind of gets some examples into that. It's the same thing. Okay, they've, they've literally had the, the same results. Next one is best conference road record. Well, they'll both have one loss on the road. That's it. And then finally, Wyatt, the next one, the final option. Coin flip conducted by the UMAC Basketball Commissioner. If this happens, does this need to be streamed on Facebook Live? Do we need to make this, uh, I I don't know, some
0: kind of an event? I mean, is
1: it a watch party for both teams to see the determination?
0: That's what I mean. Do both coaches have to be in attendance? Is somebody going to check both sides of the coin to make sure it's not a double heads or a double tails? And is it live streamed? Is there like a third party... That witnesses what happens, because it's like the NBA lottery in a sense, right? I mean, it's not just one guy that determines this and says, oh, they got the... I mean, we all see what comes out of the ping pong balls machine. I I don't know what this procedure would be like. I can't imagine this has ever happened. I've, I feel like a lot of those tiebreakers are designed for when it's a tiebreaker with more than two teams. Because, yep. you know, then all those could factor in. But like you said you have two teams like this, I mean, how do any of those do any good? I mean, they're just, they're the exact same. I mean, regardless of if they had beaten each other, I guess, on their home court or road court, their records on the road would still be the same. Their record against all the other teams are still the same. I can't believe this has never happened before. And there just has to be, I've said it off the air, Ryan, why not use the overall record or, or some sort of way? To yeah. figure out a way to make it so that it's not a coin flip
1: yeah or like average margin of victory in conference games if you want to just stick to conference like there's other things you could do and again yep. full disclosure this is what was posted on the UMAC website I looked this up end of last week and it was what was there and I you know time stamp it on the top of the document it says August but why did I say all this I wouldn't imagine they'd change it I mean you can't change the rules in the last week of the season if Can that's you so? if
0: that's still on their website i think that would be a little gray area if they all of a sudden say oh no this is the new this is what we're going with but yeah i it's just bizarre i mean that's that's the only way to put it that this is an actual possibility and i'm gonna feel bad for either team if it does come down to that because it's not fair to me to say it's literally just a 50 50 coin flip to determine who gets home court advantage. 'Cause that absolutely could play a huge factor. It's not gonna determine oh, yeah. it's not gonna determine who wins the conference tournament, but even potentially having to avoid North Central and the semis or a team like that. You know what I mean? It's yep. like that that all plays into this. So maybe Bethany will win and we don't have to worry about this, but let's just put it this way. After Friday night, if Northwestern gets that win, we're gonna be losing our minds saying <laughs> this is a possibility and we're gonna have to do some more digging to determine what's gonna happen here and when this takes place. And I, I just, I, I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say at this point. It's just, it's incredible that this has come this far.
1: Bizarre is a great word to sum it up. Why a little part of me, if I'm going to be honest, just wants to see if we get to that point. Is uh, what's the procedure for this? Like you said, I, do coaches got to be present? Is there a watch party for teams? I mean, what do we? I mean, this would be nuts. Is he
0: is he going to go with the standard actual like physical coin, or is he going to open up his phone and say, "Hey Siri, flip a coin," <laughs> and then we're going to do that? You know what I mean? Like what what? How does this work exactly? There's... Well, and and who gets to call it? Who is suppli- if Coach Coach Call or Coach Jones, who gets to call heads or tails? Who is supplying the coin? I mean, come on. Have they thought this through? Have they factored in all of these different things that need to be considered?
1: Because <laughs> clearly oh, we have.
0: Because clearly we've gone down to rabbit
1: troll thinking. Well, rabbit I mean, troll about this.
0: I want all the details. I mean, let's make this official if that's actually the route we're going to go. But I like what you said, too. Who gets to make that call? Is it just the home team is or the, the team with the most recent victory is heads? Or I... It's just it's it's incredible. They say wait till it's in the air and then they say, All right, while it's in the air, Coach Jones, then you call it alright? Here we go. Yeah, exactly. And then and then the coin's not gonna flip and it's just gonna <laughs> hit the ground and we're gonna have to go through this whole thing again. The coin didn't flip. Oh goodness. Do you think this is in place at like the division one level for any conferences? Like I can't imagine that this is in place for that. So it's just it's interesting that this well, could actually happen.
1: Yeah, and I don't wanna go any further on this, but another great point that you made why to reiterize Uh, reiterate excuse me when they put this in there i don't think they were at all thinking this had any shadow of a doubt to get to that final possibility where you would need a coin flip
0: but what the the
1: scenario we just outlined it's not that improbable no it's really
0: not that improbable at all (laughs) so that's where i would have to say i feel like you could come up with a couple other options and i don't know potentially uh, make it so that if this does happen this year it can be avoided again maybe in the future because like i said I don't think something like this should just be left up to a 50-50 coin flip to where it could potentially determine postseason success. So, I don't know. That is what it is as far as that goes. Let's break down the actual game, though, because Northwestern still needs to win for this to even be a remote possibility of happening. Ryan, you have watched this team play far more than I have, We both know what Bethany is capable of as far as what Geisfeld can do and the way they prepare and what their mindset is with our interview we had with Coach Jones. These are the kind of games they live for. They don't shy away from the big moments. But Northwestern on the other side with the streak that they've had and what they've been able to do this year, they're thinking the same thing. They're not going to shy away. They're on their home court. I am interested to see how you see this one playing out and just kind of your X factors of what's going to happen in this game.
1: Okay, Wyatt, first matchup, January the 15th in Mankato. It's 54-53 Northwestern after three quarters. So let's remember that. On the road, Eagles and Vikings both getting back to conference play. That's the, excuse me, that was the second weekend, I guess. Well, there's a bunch of cancellations. I'm not going to get into that. But after they each played some games over the winter break in non-conference, they're back into the conference swing, okay? It was a close game, but as Bethany's done to so many teams, they wear them down as the contest goes. Phenomenal fourth quarter for the Vikings to get it done. White, I'm going to go back to what we talked about in the last pod. What do you do to defend Bethany? I don't remember your exact question, but you told me, you know, how do you defend Geisfeld and then how does that impact their whole offense? Like, how do you possibly come up with a game plan where you can challenge the Vikings? And I'll say what I've always said. Geisfeld is going to get hers to a certain extent. What I always look for, though, in teams defending the Vikings How do you defend the kickout threes? Because inevitably, Hannah's going to have opportunities where she's going to see a double. She'll maybe even see a potential triple team. Or they'll get an offensive rebound. And the ball is going to be kicked out to a shooter who's ready to let it fly. If you got two, three players in the lane, maybe even a fourth who's creeping down into the lane, it's difficult to get out on shooters. But in that first matchup, yeah, it wasn't a great percentage, just 32%, but they made 11 triples. They shot a whopping 34 attempts, that's nuts. You cannot allow Bethany to have Hannah Geisfeld go for nuts numbers like 30 plus points, 20 plus rebounds she's done so many times, and hit double digit threes. I don't care how many of them they chuck up. It's not gonna end well for you. Eagles gotta get out on their shooters, not allow very many easy attempts. They're gonna happen from time to time. There's gonna be a broken play, offensive rebound, kick out, somebody's gonna be wide open. If I'm Coach calling his staff, and I'm sure they've been doing this all week, Wyatt, I'm consistently practicing. You got one foot in the lane. Now you got to turn the other direction. And you got to close out on a shooter, and you can't foul. And we're going to teach you over and over and over and over and over. And every one of you has got to be comfortable doing that to make it tough on these shooters. And then obviously, offensively, you're going to have to have a good game as well. The seniors are going to have to carry them. It was a career game for Haley Pop. So that's some positivity moving into this matchup. And then Kelsey and Megan are going to have to be confident. When they're open, shoot it with confidence. This Bethany defense will give you open three-point looks. The Eagles started really hot on the road from downtown in that matchup. Couldn't make a single triple in the fourth quarter. That was a huge difference. Eagles are going to have to defend the three well, Wyatt. And they're going to have to shoot it with confidence from three on the other end. And hope they get some home cooking, get a good start. And I think it's possible. All right, I'll hand it back over to you. But you know me. If you want to say i got a purple heart, you say whatever you want. I think it's possible for Northwestern to pull off the upset and knock down the top dog.
0: So are you saying they're going to win?
1: Yeah, if you're going to ask me right now, yes, I am. Yeah, you
0: might as well at that point. (laughs) I mean, if you're saying it's possible, well, yeah. I mean, I would agree it's possible. I think there's a very slim chance, though, just based off of the fact we've seen what Geisfeld has been able to do. She's on a mission. I mean, this team is on a mission. They've got a chance to go undefeated, run the table, get the number one seed. Even when they're down in games, for instance, Northwestern led after the third quarter over there in Mankato earlier this year. And Bethany, cool, calm, collected, found a way to get it done. I mean, they've been in situations this year where they've trailed and they've still found ways to come back. They've trailed by double digits at times. This isn't a team that gets frustrated, if you will, rattled in a sense they're very calm, they know what they're doing, and they can come from behind and win games. So to me, that's challenge number one for Northwestern is even if you use your hopefully electric crowd, I know you always like to call out the people and say you gotta fill the air. I'm sure it's the same because there's gonna be two great games there that night. Even with that, let's say they get off to a good start, you gotta sustain it for the entire game. Because you know yep. what Bethany's gonna be able to do. They're not gonna let that just put them put them away. You know, you, you can't just get off to a good start and ride that the whole way. Yep. And with that being the case, I just, one, I'm picking Bethany because I got to go opposite of you. <laughs> Let me be very clear about that. So that's one part of this. But two, to me, they've been the clear front runner from the very beginning ever since they beat North Central. Because I remember North Central was undefeated for a while, and I was saying I thought the Rams have a right to be number one. Well, Bethany showed me, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. We're still the top <laughs> top dog, if you will, and we're looking to go back to back. And they have deservingly so put themselves in a position to clinch on Friday night and I think they will because of what Hannah Geisfeld can do, their ability to come from behind in games when they have to, and just the fact that, to me, nothing tells me otherwise that they aren't going to be able to win again. I mean, we haven't seen them losing conference yet. And quite honestly, until they do, I don't know how you can pick against them.
1: Those are all valid points. That that That's very fair. I mean... I've told you before, this, this Eagle team is putting together something where I haven't seen in a while, where they're this hot. They were really good down the stretch last year, too. But, you know, before they went on that run, who was the last team they lost to last year? Bethany. They couldn't get over the hump in that same gym in the UMAC semifinal. I think there is some confidence going back to that matchup in January. But, I mean, the, the Hannah thing is an interesting point, why? Because you say, well, they can't beat her. I think it comes down to the other players. I mean, obviously, one, one player can't win the game. And if you look back and you say, well, Hannah had 34-18. and 18. I think she won the game. And I could say, well, no, I think Laura Ellinghusen's three huge triples won the game when she well, made two of so, them in the
0: fourth quarter. So that's the question, though, is how much does she actually need, though, from the surrounding yeah. pieces in this game? How much is Northwestern going to force those other players to step up? Yeah, and that's a
1: that's a great point, Wyatt. Is not only, you know, what they force the other players to do, but how much of a challenge it is for the other players. Because are we just talking all night? There's just going to be open. Because I, I think about the three ball. Okay, Bethany Wyatt. There's a reason they're top five in the nation in field goal percentage. They shoot at forty six percent from the field. They're getting great looks at the ten, where there's a good chance to be fouled or finish right next to the rim. Or it's open jump shots. That's why they shoot so well. They're like the Houston Rockets of UMAC basketball from back in the day where Daryl Morey was there. It's either got to be a dunk,
0: we're getting to the free throw line, or it's a triple. If we could keep the NBA references out of our (laughs) college basketball podcast, I would appreciate it. Okay. I could come up with a college one, but but I won't. All right. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. Anyways, yeah. No, I've got Bethany in this game. You've got Northwestern. So we have two different on Friday night alone. It's going to be a great game. And. Basically, what we're alluding to is if Bethany wins, we know that they clinch right then and there on the Eagles' home court. Is the banner going to be in the gym? Are they going to take a picture on the Eagles' home court? They could. They could stir the they pot a little bit. They could about, dance on the logo. Talk about the disrespect. I mean, I remember we did that in baseball at Crownsfield this past year. and I mean, that They would, loved it. They loved would, it. They were applauding hey, you guys. All I'm saying is that would tick me off if it was on Reynolds Field. Let's just put it that way. So I think the Eagles certainly have a lot to play for. And like you said, these seniors even – there's been a lot building up to this moment, and like you said, they haven't quite been able to get over the hump. Maybe this is that time that it happens, but until it actually happens, I'm going to stick with the Vikings here, and I think they get the job done. If Northwestern does win, then we're alluding we think this could come down to a coin flip, but let's not, well, for, let's not forget Bethany has a tough game on Saturday as well, though.
1: Amen. That's literally what I was going to say. As much as we've you know maligned North Central throughout the season, and I think rightfully so, if they get hot in their gym, who's to say they couldn't give Bethany a run for their money as well? So, Coach Jones, Wyatt, we know earlier this season, he was saying prepping for that Northwestern game only four hours of sleep per night. I think he's especially- down to, Rumor
0: rumor <laughs> has it he's down to three this week, Ryan. I think, I was
1: gonna say, I think he may be down to two and a half and little <laughs> cat cat naps during the day and he's on some caffeine feed and whatnot. Cause this is as tough as a weekend as you can have if you're Bethany. Yeah, you're undefeated,
0: but it doesn't get any tougher than the Eagles on the road
1: Friday night and then downtown U Saturday
0: afternoon. Again, I'm not gonna call them that anymore until they actually prove that they deserve (laughs) it. They have gone on a little bit of a cold stretch here. They gotta get their mojo back. They gotta get their swagger back here. But yes, they're the interesting part of this because they're that third piece, that third team that's saying, hey, don't forget about us. I mean, we're still a real contender for this thing. I don't know if I would go that far right now. I think it's Bethany Northwestern. They could easily get back into the conversation if they beat Bethany on Saturday. Alrighty, let's move on to that Saturday. Let's start from top to bottom. We'll get into the Bethany-North Central matchup in a moment, but let's start at the top. Crown is hosting Superior. Again, assuming Crown can get that win at home against Northland, they could end this uh, conference season on a little bit of a winning streak. Do they get it done against Superior on Saturday, Ryan? Well, and I
1: mean, it's very plausible, Wyatt. We say if Crown beats the Lumberjills, they got three wins in conference play. If Superior drops that one to Morris Friday night, they're 4-9. That means Crown's one game back. A chance to tie superior with a victory at the whack to go three in a row.
0: And I'm I'm
1: oh man. This is a tough oh, one because I feel like, about
0: it. I feel like either way you're gonna go Oppo, okay? You know, I was thinking about it for a little bit, and in my mind, like as of ten seconds ago, yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning at this point. I may just go opposite of you. I'm I'm gonna go safe here a
1: little bit. I wanted to take crown about twenty seconds ago, but I'm gonna go superior. I think they just have enough to get it done, but I've been hyping up Crown a little bit down the stretch for what they could build. We both have. It's very plausible they could finish the season with three straight wins. They just fall short. I think
0: this is going to be a great game, though, on Saturday. And you're not going to be a fan of the Yellow Jackets after this weekend because you're going to get both those picks wrong on the women's (laughs) side. They're going to beat Morris, and then Crown's going to get them at home. And uh, you're going to be looking at it and looking up from behind in the standings and be like, oh, how'd you get up there, Wyatt? But uh, <laughs> I'll take I'll take Crown in this one. So we got three picks different now. This is one I'm, I'm happy with Crown, actually. I almost feel like Crown is just as safe of an option at home with the way they've been playing lately. I mean, we don't know what Superior... We'll have a better idea after Friday night what Superior's got going into that game. But again, we don't have the luxury of making these picks on a day-by-day basis. So we got to make them all right here. I would argue Crown's almost just as safe as a pick in this situation.
1: Size, that's the question to me. I'm banking on a couple superior forwards to have big games, O'Donnell specifically in the middle,
0: to be the difference in this one. Morris is hosting Northland. I will take the Cougars in this one. You want to go against me, Ryan? I will take the Cougars in this one. Ditto. (laughs) Ditto. Fair enough. I mean, do we need to say more? I mean, I know it's kind of, I mean, there's... Hey, like I said before, Coach Tux Club, hope you enjoy the final weekend. Prove us, Ron. Pick up a dub, all right? Tough year. You know, they just had a lot go against them, and it's, it's one of those deals that you hate to see, so hopefully they can get back, bounce back next year, maybe get some stuff going in the positive direction, but this was just not Northland's year. North Central hosting Bethany. Well, first off, I'm going to take Northwestern at home against Martin Luther. Again, I don't necessarily know if there's a ton. I, again, Knights, I'm sorry. The way the schedule worked out, hey, if I could pick everybody to go 14-0, and I'd pick everyone to go 14-0, <laughs> but that's just not the way it works. So there's always a winner and a loser. Northwestern, if they especially get that win on Friday night, let's say, they can't afford to lose to Martin Luther at home on Saturday. And if they lose, it's a good spot for a bounce back. Give me the Eagles. Great point. Yeah, and you can't you know, appease everyone, Wyatt. So don't try to be a people
1: pleaser. You know, that's just not possible. So yes, I'm going to take the Eagles as well. If I'm going to take
0: them to beat Bethany, I'm (laughs) going to take them to beat Martin Luther. Wise, wise words right there, Ryan. North Central hosting Bethany. This is the interesting one on Saturday. Really, there's two showdowns this week, and you got the big, big one on Friday with Northwestern hosting Bethany. This one, though, could deem pretty large depending on what happens in that game on Friday. And again, North Central is that third team at this point where it's like, don't forget about us. We're still here. We're still playing. And we think we're pretty solid as well. How do you see this one shaping out?
1: Yeah, I think this is a bounce back according to uh, what I think with the Eagles picking up the win on Friday. I think Bethany gets it done on Saturday. Only way I see North Central winning is if they go 80, 85 plus, and they just mow down Bethany and hit a bunch of triples that we haven't seen really in a big conference game this season, an explosion. I mean, we've maybe seen it against some of the lesser teams, Wyatt, but I should say, you know, against the top half of the conference from what we've seen so far. But, hey, they're sticking to their identity. They're still stroking them from deep, Wyatt. They're still sixth in the country and three balls made, and they're seventh in the country and three balls attempted uh, per game. So they're continuing to do their thing.
0: Well, and that last uh, little statement though kind of brings down the first one when they're sixth in the nation and threes made, and then you say, "Well, they're seventh in attempts as well." Doesn't make the first one necessarily look as impressive. But like you said, they're I'm sticking just, to their I'm identity. Just, I know. I'm just giving you the facts. Yep. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. But uh, so, so what are you saying though exactly here?
1: I pick, I pick Bethany. I okay, think I'm just say. saying I think North Central's got to have an explosion, unlike we've seen this season offensively. In Umac play against a top tier team to win this one.
0: As much as I would maybe want to go against you, there's just no need to do that in this situation with the other ones I have. And if I'm gonna say Bethany's gonna beat Northwestern, I also think they're gonna beat North Central, complete the perfect season, get that one seed, and for everyone's sake, we don't have to deal with a coin flip then at that point. <laughs> so see if the Vikings can you're, get you're it done. You're cheering
1: against it, wide I kind of, I know it's, I know it's a, I it's a kind of feel it's a bad crumb-
0: for the kids, regardless, because I it's know not why. fair.
1: But just think, let's just start with, if Northwestern wins Friday, then Saturday's all the more compelling. You even said it yourself, if Bethany wins Friday, Saturday isn't nearly as compelling.
0: No, it's not, but I don't want this to come down to a coin flip (laughs) with how much work gets put into this, you know what I mean?
1: But I just, we want to see how they figured out what kind of coin, who calls heads or tails, how is all this done, is it live streamed, I mean... It'd be a nice sideshow, but I get what you're saying.
0: <laughs> they better come up with a coin that has the team's logos on each side like they do for the Super Bowl. I mean, I feel like that should be within the conference's budget. Okay, the women's side is done. I don't think we're going to take as much time on the men's side tonight because the big matchups are on the women's side. I mean, for the most part on the men's side, outside of Friday night's Northwestern-Bethany game, there's not a lot to determine necessarily going into this week, and Northwestern's kind of locked up the one at this point. To me, at least, looking at the schedule, there's really not that many compelling matchups per se. I mean, again, it's similar to the women's side. You've got the Northwestern Bethany on Friday, then you got Bethany at North Central on Saturday. I mean, to me, those were the two games that really stick out, and then a couple that are all right around them. Let's start from top to bottom on Friday night. Crown hosting Northland. What do you got there?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna take the storm. Uh, it was a, you know, disappointing result on Friday night against Bethany last weekend, and that one we hyped up, but a good bounce back against my Knights. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> get to them shortly. They can't look past these two teams to watch because they're still in play potentially for that number two seed, and we know how huge that would be. They would need some help. They would need North Central and Northwestern to help them out. We'll get to that in a moment, but Crown's got to stay the course, and I think at home, some home cooking, they pick up that win.
0: I can't believe you just gave a prediction for crown at home and you didn't once mention the whack i said home
1: i said home cooking i mentioned the whack I, on the woman's side you, i you. know <laughs> i
0: was counting the over-unders to see if we were gonna hit hit the number but you've been uh, counting I, I think it's like three or four <laughs> at this point i i, I, I can sprinkle counting, some more <laughs> no it's okay i'm gonna take crown as well though at home uh every time though i feel like i completely just disregard northland They, like, come back and win a game or show us something that we weren't expecting. So don't count them out by any means. And like you said, depending on what happens with Northwestern Bethany, Crown is in play for that two seed. And uh, I think they're going to want to get Bethany at home if they could versus trying to head down to Mankato for that game. So a lot to play for potentially for Crown this week, and that's, that's a big reason why I'm taking them at home there. Let's get to your nights. North Central's hosting them on Friday night. Any chance they pull off the upset? Don't look past this one, Rams. That's all
1: I'm saying. You know, does it come down to why does Micah Filer got to drop 25-plus again to win this game? I mean, that could be it, honestly. They pick up a convincing, resounding win last Friday. Best offensive performance of the season. And then I mentioned Crown got the bounce-back win against them. They felt some mojo the last couple weeks at home. Now they got to try to take that offense on the road. Tight one but I'm going to take North Central. They're trying to build a little something, just like their woman squad, some disappointing losses during the season. They've won three straight. Rams are going to extend it to four, I think, Friday night. Tight one, though. Like five points? Four uh, points? Yeah, yeah I, I, I put the over-under at North Central at four and a half, five and a half at home.
0: On their home court. So you're telling me if this was in New Ulm, this would be like a one and a half spread? Because you get three points to remember for... So, I mean, I would think it's higher than that because I think North Central is going to win this by double digits. Again, shout out to Micah Filer, by the way, just continuing to lead the squad and... uh... Take me to the promised land with a big fantasy victory. He, he's but. He's
1: got more pressure on him, though, each and every game wide in that starting lineup. He doesn't get a chance to breathe. He's got to go in there right away.
0: <laughs> hey, I think he enjoys that. I think if you ask him, he probably would have rather been yeah. starting all year. But I'd agree. Yep. Other guys do have to step up, though, if they're going to take that next step and actually compete for a conference championship and postseason play. But he's enough right now with what he's doing and the pieces around him to get a win at home against Martin Luther. Morris is hosting Superior. This one, I'm very interested to see where you go because both teams are trending backwards heading into the conference tournament. We've talked about Morris kind of being dead as of late, but they're back at home. Both these teams need a statement win. What do you got for us, Ryan? Yeah, Jackets 4-8,
1: Morris is 3-9. and nine. Jackets riding in they have lost their last two. Morris has dropped their last six, Wyatt. They were 500 at 3-3, three three, have not won since, Jackets took him down convincingly by 16 in the matchup earlier this season. All that is to say in this one, like you said, both teams in desperate need of a win. I'm going to go with the Jackets figuring it out. I was riding with them to pick up that win last weekend against North Central. They let me down. Now they're on the road. Morris is as hungry as ever. But as we've mentioned, we got so many questions on that squad. I think Superior finds a way to shut down Connegiezer enough. He's been the leader for the... Cougars these last couple weeks,
0: tight one, but
1: Jackets pick up the road win.
0: Morris has any kind of a pulse still they need to win this game at home. Wow, harsh. Oh and my. <laughs> I didn't think that was that harsh, actually. No, it to wasn't. Be it wasn't. You, if like, be, you jumped if they're, on me there and were like,
1: Wow. If they're being honest, they would agree with what you're saying. If they look at themselves in the mirror, that's
0: very accurate. I'll take Morris. Create a little bit of chaos here. You know, you the, got you got it. The, the more games we have different, I don't know, the better chance I feel like I could make up some ground. And and this one to me is more of a toss up. If this was at superior, I'd feel a lot more comfortable picking superior and saying that they should be able to win convincingly. But on the road, I'm just not so sure. And both these teams have something to play for as well, because it could very well determine what seed they get in the postseason, and that could potentially make all the difference in trying to pull off an upset uh, in that first round. So. I'll take Morrison this one. I'm fine splitting with you there. And now to the main event on a Friday night. What a night it's going to be uh, at the University of Northwestern. I mean, you're dreaming about it. I mean, you've been dreaming about this ever since uh, the women's matchup was set up the way it was after the results last weekend. But I mean, if you really look back, I mean, you've probably been thinking about this one for about a month. So now that we're almost here, I mean, I can't imagine what you're feeling here as we get ready for this one.
1: I'm excited. I'm blessed. You know, I I don't know what else to say. I'll be uh, blessed to be there, Lord willing, again. We gotta we gotta get to Friday night, but Lord willing, I'll be there with the headset on. As you're giving me the whatever that. Yeah, means, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I don't know what you always mean by that. Are you saying you're like not gonna like? You know I, I what? Guess-
1: what? Every day I wake up, I don't take for granted health. And you shouldn't. I don't, I don't take for granted a lot of other things that I won't list right now, but each day is a gift. That's why they call it the present. As the cliche goes, I obviously did not come up with that, but we're not to Friday yet. That's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Fair enough. But I am uh, preparing to be there. Yes, absolutely. This is going to be a fun game. Bethany is the hottest team in the UMAC right now. Winners of their last seven. I'll bring it up like I have a million times before, and you can roll your eyes at me why it does the offense travel it looks great in the north gym they don't have to apologize for that i understand it but we've had some performances this season where we kind of say huh with the vikings but you could also say wyatt that's long in the past they're a new identity they're a new team they don't even remember that moment let's remember though when they played last time last month in mankato that was one of those home losses in a tough weekend for them eagles were down kyle kamik and owen borma Speaking of Kyle K. Mink-Wyatt, I do have an update. Yeah, we got to get into that. What's going on? So we talked about this before the pod. I did not have an update then. I do have one now, somewhat recently. Uh, My source helping me out here. Apparently, as of today, recording Wednesday night, Kyle's still in a decent amount of pain. He's up in the air for this weekend, hoping he can be out on the floor. But Northwestern, honestly, does not know as of Wednesday night. So that's, that's tough. We talked about that in the last pod, Wyatt, how... Key he is for this Eagles squad. But as I was saying, they scored 96, Wyatt, without Kyle and without Owen Borman. We talked about how huge he is in the last pod. Down two starters. That's going to be tough to do again. And, you know, assuming they don't have Kyle, let's just hypothetically say that. I'm trying to think who inserts into the lineup for him. It's got to be Caleb Hoylein. That's what it's been in the past. So they'll roll with, you know, the other four, if you will, Waldeck, Ulm, fambule borma and then insert Hoyleen. man this is tough i i'm almost positive where you're going uh again i'll say it you can say i got a purple heart and i bleed purple or whatever cliche you want to throw out there i'm saying northwestern's gonna find a way to get it done rebounding for them has been a difference throughout this season they're top 10 in the country right now in rebound margin they're a plus nine and a half average per game they're gonna need it in this one because the guards for Bethany are really tough. But what is Kyrie's status, Wyatt? That's a huge question for me. Yeah, he didn't play last weekend. What are your sources telling you over at Bethany? Is Kyrie gonna play Friday night?
0: You know, uh, <laughs> rumor has it it's uh, it's a game time decision. <laughs> be more of a game time decision. He, he Love mi- the answer. <laughs> he might be with the team practicing. We don't know. He might be. You know, we should have so. we should
1: have we should have reached out to our guys. We we could have got an answer on that maybe, but. Are you taking oh well. are you taking Northwestern? <laughs> I, I am I am taking Northwestern. Like I said, after all of that, I can't go against the Eagles at this point. If they win this one, Wyatt, this would totally wrap up the number one seed, signed, sealed, delivered. Correct? Yeah, it's got to.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's almost essentially there anyways. Because I mean, they would still have to lose to Martin Luther then on Senior Day, like you said. So I mean, they're gonna get the one seed more than I mean. There's like a ninety, I'll say ninety-seven point three you know like how wow ES- there's a chance you know how ESPN does like the percentage to win the game or whatever I mean I love it
1: I love it during the game too yeah as they just as like, it changes yeah. as it
0: changes and they somehow throw these numbers out there but uh <laughs> no they're, they're gonna be the one seed with that in mind though
1: you, you want to wrap it up Friday though Wyatt you never want that coming down to do. the last
0: day of the season you I, I would agree I mean you you certainly do you mentioned a couple things about that last matchup that maybe would give Northwestern confidence. I'm going to mention a couple things that are going to give Bethany some confidence coming into this game. Well, first of all, number one, do you remember who stepped up for Northwestern in that game and really delivered? Caleb Waldeck. I mean, he was shooting it from the logo with just no regard to human life. Six which triples, just, yes. Just letting it fly. Career day for him. Not saying he can't do that again. But it's probably unlikely you're going to get that kind of a performance from him again, right? I mean, career day, as we said. So if Kyle's unable to play again, Bethany should feel confident knowing Waldeck's going to have to put up a performance like that if they want to beat us, number one. Number two, they should be confident coming into this game because you say, does the offense travel? We've seen in the past, it does travel to the Erickson Center. Now, defense, that's a whole other story. they got to work on their defense. They've had a tough time stopping Northwestern in the Erickson Center, but they can still score. They put up a lot of points on the road in the Erickson Center in the past, and they could certainly do it again. So I feel like with the way they're playing, they've got it all working, grooving together. And with the way Brian Smith has played recently, too, and Hunter Nielsen, do you even need Mayfield? I mean, seriously, I mean, those two guys, you, you asked me, are they going to ever combine for 60 again this year? I think they will at some point, maybe it is this game, maybe it isn't, but we need to have a serious conversation. If Bethany wins this game about Brian Smith being the the conference player of the year, in my opinion, I know we said Cade Carroll was running away with it, but at that point to me, it's level playing ground because they both defeated Northwestern and I get it. It's their teams that defeated Northwestern, but more than likely Brian Smith's going to be the one leading the charge, just like Cade Carroll was. And I think we have to actually have that conversation. I'm taking Bethany in this game on the road. Again, I think they have a lot of reasons to be liking their chances coming into this game. And I think they keep it rolling, get their seventh straight, and uh, give us something to talk about leading into the conference tournament. Because if they lose this game, not that Northwestern can't lose in the conference tournament, but it's really going to feel like they're going to win the conference tournament. And it's going to be us trying to come up with talking points and reasons as to why they would stumble. Versus if Bethany wins this game... I think there's lots of arguments you can make. It's anybody's race between Northwestern, Bethany, Crown, basically. I say all three of those teams would have a really good chance to win it, even though Northwestern would still be the favorite. So I think we need need that little bit of parity, if you will. Bethany wins this game, and we're going to have a lot to talk about when we recap things from this weekend. So I got a
1: few questions for you, Wyatt. Starting off, I know you don't love to give predictions, so you don't have to give a number for the final score, but... You kind of alluded to, they've had trouble carrying the defense into the Erickson Center in the past. Do you see this as being another track meet type game like it was in Mankato last month where Bethany's scoring 90 plus points to beat Northwestern? And it's been a recipe for them that's worked in this last stretch.
0: Yeah, more or less. I think this more so is on Northwestern than it is Bethany. Bethany's got one speed. They're playing fast. Northwestern's shown they can slow it down if they need to and play slower. I don't know if Bethany necessarily has that gear though. So... If you're Northwestern, how do you approach that as far as how you want to attack in this game? If you get a lead early, do you try and slow it down and take Bethany out of the rhythm, or do you just keep going fast, fast, fast? They showed in Mankato that they were going to go quick because they got down in that game. Remember, Bethany was up by double digits in the second half. Northwestern had to keep going quick. If the roles are reversed, can Bethany overcome that on the road like Northwestern did? I don't know if they can, so I think Bethany needs to get off to a good start. And I do see it being one of those things where they're going to keep trying to push the tempo, and it would not shock me if Northwestern almost tries to slow it down at times. With that being said, I do think this is a game that gets up there. 90s is always such a hard number to actually say because that's a lot of points. It's has easy for Bethany, though. I'll keep saying it. it. And the Eagles don't have to do that a lot.
1: But how many times have we seen this season? They blow by teams, and they're scoring near triple digits.
0: It's different against Northwestern, though, for Bethany to try and do that. I think even though... They've had so much success. I see this game being more so in the 80s. Maybe they touch 90, but it is going to be a track meet back and forth. I mean, you're going to have a heck of a game to call. I'll just put it that way. I mean, you know that he- heading into it. Anytime we always would put the headsets on together for this one, we would get excited because we know there's going to be a lots of energy, high, fast-paced game, and uh, I'll be looking forward to keeping an eye on that one like I can. But I'll take Bethany, mid-80s, maybe lower 90s.
1: Yeah, there's going to have to be some extra fluids Friday night because we got a good right. one before that one as well. But I'm not complaining. Uh, another question I have for you, Wyatt. Okay, obviously the Eagles know you got to try to shut down Brian. You can't go underneath ball screens when Nielsen comes up and try to get some room. When they space the floor with shooters, yeah, you want to be out on those shooters, but you got to be in the grill of Brian Smith. That being said, you'd expect the Eagles to send a lot of attention towards him. Who's the secondary guy? You know, I'm answering one of the questions Does... that one of our loyal listeners has. Who is the non-best okay, player well... that steps
0: up for Bethany? Does Hunter Nielsen count? Yeah, because I mean, he would be the second one behind well, Smith. It. And he is, so he's not the best, but I mean he's a star. I mean, we can yeah. say he's a star, so I don't know if that's necessarily a cop-out answer or not, but if he's if he's an option against North, that's... Against Northwestern's bigs, though, again, because Carroll, we question
1: what he do against the Eagles' bigs. He did a lot of work Wyatt, going downhill and from the outside. Yeah. That's not Nielsen's game. Is he going to score on the block or rolling to the rim against Northwestern, against the Fambules of the world, the Hoyleans of the world, the Kohlers of the world, and the Bormas of the world?
0: <sighs> That's a lot of questions in there, Ryan, I tell you. Um, if... I think he can be a factor in this game. I think he needs to be. But I don't necessarily think that uh, the Eagles are going to necessarily have success stopping Brian Smith either. I think he's in for a big day on the road and I think he's going to be in line to potentially win conference player of the year after this weekend. So that's my prediction with it. And Nielsen can have success against Northwestern. He's not going to be the main part of the offense. If he has to be the main part of the offense, I'll flip it and say this, then Bethany's in trouble. I think I don't think he can be the lead. He's a great, he he's not a number one. He's a star. But yep. he's not a number one. I've always said you need to you need to build your team around great guards and then let your bigs work off of that. I've never been, you know, and, and Hannah Guysfeld obviously completely just shatters that well, whole. And I was I was going to say your but your Zags this year they're built around Chet and Timmy. They're built around two big superstars. Yeah. Chet's Chet's not a post or a big man. He's just a flat out freak of nature. I mean, he just dribbles yeah. the ball up the court like he's the point guard. So not <laughs> not a fair comparison. But. Uh, to, to get back to what I was saying, he's going to have a big role in this game. I think he can score on Northwestern and get downhill and score at the block. But if he has to become the main point, they're in trouble. So it starts with Smith. He'll be that next guy. I do think he can have a big weekend, though, to answer your question.
1: 30-burger? Does he answer what Carol did? Carroll went for 30-plus? No,
0: I think Brian could. Absolutely. I think Smith can no, get No, yeah, 30. I'm talking Brian. 30-burger. Oh, okay. I, to- I thought you were talking about Nielsen again. No, so no, no. I don't think Nielsen gets there. Smith? Yes, and I would almost say he's for sure going to have to be around 25. If Mayfield doesn't play, then he's going to have to be around 30. If Mayfield plays, that changes things a little bit, but I still expect him to be in the 20s.
1: Shrub's the guy. I'm just going to mention him again. I mean, Milinkovic had a nice game Saturday as well, but I don't know what it is about those matchups. He had a nice stretch in the game last month. I remember him last time in the Erickson Center. He had a lot of good looks. I think Sharp's going to have to have 10, 12-plus and just be a huge spot-up shooter for them Friday night. So... Yeah, we'll differ on that one, as as I expected, coming in, you know?
0: Well, yeah, so. I mean, those to me are the biggest hoss-ups really all weekend are the Bethany Northwestern matchup. So it wasn't going to be any shock we were going to be picking opposite theirs. I try to catch up. Yep, you're
1: wearing your red tonight. I get it. You know, you're, you you got to ride or die with your Vikings. You're looking right where's the right?
0: I didn't know you were colorblind, Ryan. I, I don't see any red <laughs> on me, or I'm colorblind, one or the other. But uh, okay, we spent a lot of time there. Let's rattle off these ones here on Saturday and finish this up. Crown's hosting Superior. So, what, we got five picks that we've had different from each other now at this point, right? There's five. You've been counting. I've been counting. There's five. There's five. Crown's hosting Superior. What do you got? I'm going to take Crown. I think they stay
1: focused on the mission and don't look too far ahead. Final game of the regular season. Just too much firepower for Superior to handle. It's going to have to be one of those vintage Coach Polkowski, dig your heels in defensive games where they make this. Not a total rock fight, but keep it low scoring enough
0: to give them a chance. I was kind of hoping for more out of Superior this year offensively. We knew what they could do defensively, but I thought they were going to have some success offensively. It just has not come to fruition this year. I'll take Crown at home in this one as well. I think they get the job done and uh, enter into the conference tournament with a win, and I think that'll still keep them as the three seed, though, based off of you know what's going to happen with Bethany North Central. If they if if North Central beats Bethany, that's our next game, so we'll hop right into it. They're hosting Bethany. If Crown wins both, and let's say Northwestern beats Bethany, which is kind of what, I mean, that's what you have happening at least. And then let's say Crown beats Superior, then if Bethany were to lose to North Central, Crown gets the two seed at that point. Yep. So They that, need
1: they need Bethany to lose twice and they need to win twice this weekend. So and they as need of, all things to go their way. Yep. And
0: as of right now, you have everything going their way. So does North Central complete it and beat Bethany on their home court Oof, and does done. Crown get the two seed? You know,
1: in the whack on Saturday night. If Bethany loses Friday night and Crown wins, they got to have an extra screen or something up somewhere. And we I, mean, need, I know Crown
0: coaches won't look for it, but they need something I, to keep, it ta- keep tabs on that game. I will say it again, Ryan, even though I've never said this. We need <laughs> more standalone games in the yes. UMAC at the end hey, of man. the year. We need more hey, standalone man. games. Uh,
1: yes i mean we'll finally get it you know next weekend with the championships but <laughs> a little too
0: yeah, late. better better late than never i suppose but yeah
1: yeah uh that's a whole other discussion but wow wow this is gonna be a fun one um you know if bethany's coming off of a loss to northwestern that's gonna be a tough pill to swallow but you know they're gonna have no time to lick their wounds because they could have crown right on their heels like we're mentioning and the two c could be up for grabs so i think they're gonna rally back get squared away, and they're going to pick up a road win against North Central. But, why? you remember the first time? You remember this matchup? It was on that same weekend they played Northwestern last month, Friday night, the 14th, I know you remember it well, in overtime, North Central, 104-101 to against Bethany. If we just get a game half as good as that, I mean, we're going to be in for a treat on Saturday.
0: You want well, to hear something crazy?
1: Yeah, I, I always love to hear crazy things. Go ahead.
0: I'm taking North Central in this game. Oh,
1: Yes, you are. We're gonna, This weekend's interesting. Wyatt. You got a shot. You got a puncher's chance.
0: No, I actually like North Central in this matchup because, like you said, they had a great game against them last time. They've been playing better as of late. Micah Filer is a certified bucket getter at this point. They're at home. They're not going to have to exert as much energy, in my opinion, on Friday night as Bethany's going to have to. And yep. Bethany's the one on the road this week, and North Central's got both games at home. This is a spot to me, I see North Central getting this win just because why not? Just let's just make more uncertains known, you know, at this point where it's like we can't figure out what's going on. Why not add to it? I think North Central can win this game at home. It's not going to matter because I still think Northwestern beats Martin Luther on Saturday anyways, and they lock up the one seed. So it's not going to matter for Bethany's sake if they beat Northwestern Friday night anyways. It's not like they're going to lose anything from losing this game. They'll, they'll still be the two seed. If it goes the way I think it's going to go, because then they'll own the tiebreaker over Crown. They'll each have four losses. So give me North Central in this game at home.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I like that you point out some of that stuff, why it was seeding, because either way we look at it, if Bethany wins Friday night, the one seat is still up for grab Saturday. The games are played simultaneously. They'll have that to play for. If they lose, and we're assuming Crown wins Friday night, They got something to play for in the scenario I just laid out a few moments ago where they want to hang on to the two-seed. So either way, it's a quick turnaround where Coach Garvin's club is going to have plenty to play for, either trying to get the one or stay at the two on Saturday. North Central, on the other hand, Wyatt, this is interesting. If Crown wins Friday night and North Central wins Friday night, okay, they're a game back, but they lost both of them to them. So they, uh, I mean, they want to beat Bethany, obviously, but it's a kind of a weird dichotomy where Bethany could have so much to play for, and North Central could be like, we're already locked into the four. So what I want to see in that scenario, I don't think they would, but does Coach DeWitt and his staff kind of play not... things a little differently? I, what, well, I mean, do you think about that? So I thought you were going to you want to stay they, healthy. Well, okay, and so are you alluding to resting, guys? I don't. Yeah, I just don't know. So Because if Crown wins, they get to nine wins. North Central can't catch them. If Crown wins Friday night, they lost both matchups to him in the regular season. Yep the next closest team to them is three games back, so they can't drop from that. They're locked into the four if Crown wins Friday night. Correct. But it would feel real doggone good to to close the regular season with a win against Bethany and potentially be riding in high, winners of five straight heading into the tournament.
0: And that's more of why I don't necessarily think they approach this differently by any means. So I I think regardless, they're going to play hard. I mean, more than anything, just for the bragging rights to have the win as well and say, hey, we got you once as well, just like you got us. Yep. I I know it may not mean that much for North Central. I'm glad you bring up that point. That would be the one concern I would maybe have with taking North Central in this game. But at home, I still think they owe Bethany one from what happened earlier this year, and I don't see them playing anything different. And sometimes when you have something to play for versus not having something to play for, yeah, I get it. We use the example from this year, Georgia-Alabama SEC championship game, because we're football guys. I would flip it, too, though, in a case like this where we know they're both going to be in versus, you know, in that situation, Alabama had to win to get in. Since both these teams are already in the conference tournament, Bethany still has something to play for. They could be the ones with pressure on them versus North Central. Eh, We're in. So who cares? Let's just play. They could play loose. Bethany could play tight. Give me the Rams. I just talked myself into it even more after saying all that.
1: <laughs> I was going to bring up the same thing. You know, If they, especially if they lose Friday night and Cron wins Friday night, like I predicted, Bethany's going to have so much heat on them, and North Central's going to say, we got nothing to lose. Like, yeah, we want to stay healthy and all that, but Bethany could be pressing out of the gates. We're going to be as loose as ever. And another thing to throw a wrench into it, Wyatt, you don't think Coach DeWitt would like to sweep Bethany in the regular season? Where was his last stop? Bethany! How much of a program builder is it for him to say, the last stop I was at, guess what? I swept those guys. Ugh. In the 2022 season, when I took over the helm at North Central, we're building something. Look at this, two wins over Bethany. That helps with recruiting. Yeah, no question. I mean, question. There's, so, there's so many reasons. So, yes, I brought up that point. Technically, they're locked into the four, but still you're plenty of play and for. And yet, yet
0: you're still yeah. taking Bethany after all of that. I, am, I, am sti- I think they
1: can handle all the noise from the outside, all the pressure, should be a fantastic game, but I will still stick with Bethany. And you want me to, obviously.
0: So. Well, yeah, I was going to say, if you flip, I'll switch right back over and go with my Vikings <laughs> at that point. But, all right, here we go. Last two. I don't think we're going to – well, we actually may pick this one different, but uh, Martin Luther, Northwestern is going to be the same. We're both taking Northwestern, I'm assuming, correct? Senior yeah, uh senior emotional day. day.
1: There will be some tears in the gym. There will be some parents are, in the Are house. you saying from you? You're going to be crying? Uh, no, I, well, who knows? I mean, who knows what <laughs> hits me in that moment. But, no, I'll know there's more games to be had. It won't happen in that moment. But, no, there will be some parents from out of state. You know, uh, it's going to be an, an emotional day in the gym. But, no, I'll, I'll take the Eagles, you know.
0: Yeah, regardless of the outcome against Bethany, let's say they win. They have it locked up. It's still senior day. You're playing against a team on your home court you know you can beat. They should get the job done. If they lose, they know they have to win to still be the one seed for sure. They'll be, they'll be ready to go. They'll get that win. Morris hosting Northland. What do you got here in this one? This is, again, very interesting. Northland has been a little bit more consistent than Morris, has been playing better. They find a way to get wins from time to time. Morris, as we said, just a straight free fall at this point. Lost six straight. Depending on what happens on Friday night, who knows where they'll be at. They do have the home court advantage, though. makes it a little bit more interesting, I think. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is another one where there's probably going to be a lot on the line. I predicted they both lose Friday. That means Northland's one game up. They beat Morris. Excuse me, Morris beat them, I should say, in their gym, and Morris exploded in that matchup last month, dropping over a hundo to knock down the Lumberjacks. But Morris would be losers of seven straight. Am I going to continue to fade him, Wyatt? Am I going to make it eight straight? Or yeah, I, I, say I somehow? Don't know.
0: You're the only one that can tell us, Ryan.
1: <laughs> somehow, I think Morris is going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. No, I mean, it's very plausible. I think they come up with a split this weekend, pick up the win against the Lumberjacks. They'd have the tiebreaker over them. That's huge to potentially get out of that bottom two in the conference, avoid matching up against potentially a Northwestern or a Bethany in the first round, and they slide up near that. Six or five conversation.
0: I think they're going to get a split this weekend as well. I got Northland. But well, you got the other. I got one. Northland winning this one. We so. got
1: see. Uh, that's this weekend is so open wide. So you could not only catch me, you could win by like two games.
0: Yeah, if all seven of our games go my way, I beat you. Well, by yeah. f- <laughs> I beat you by four. So um, that would be okay, tragic if to, that happened. To be fair, though, I would argue this weekend's slate. There's a best. lot more toss-ups than we've had the entire season, though.
1: Is it the best slate of the whole season?
0: Well, as far as like uncertainty goes, yes, I would Parody. say. it yeah. Yes, and then so so.
1: Bravo to the commissioner's office for setting this up. Why they set it up this way? It's just like they in the NFL. Let's it. set up all the divisional rivalry
0: matchups. Yeah. Week yeah. week eighteen. Make it real interesting. They knew what they were doing. Absolutely. No, I I think it's going to be a very fun weekend of action and. We're going to be keeping a close eye on it because who knows what's going to happen with all of our predictions. But the big ones are obviously in the Erickson Center on Friday night, and then you head over to downtown U on Saturday. Those are kind of the big ones. The other ones obviously can matter for seating, but as far as the top part of the conference goes, that's where the eyes will be. So should be fun. I don't know if you have any closing parting thoughts. I know we want to maybe make a little tease as to what we're going to be doing next week. We're excited about this. I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be very busy. We're going to be very tired. It's going to be long, but we're excited to do this. I'll let you give the announcement.
1: Yeah, Wyatt, like I said before we hopped on the mic, once it's over, it's over, okay? So it's going to be busy, but always have the end in mind so you can enjoy the present before you get to the end, okay? The end is <laughs> late late Saturday night, the 26th, so it's coming soon, but I keep telling myself, hey, there's a lot of fun to be had before then, all right? It is our plan, folks. This is our promise to you. We're going to do the best we can to cover things from all angles and get you all the content you want to chew on during conference tournament week. Speaking of conference tournament week, before I drop the tease, if you have not listened yet, we talk plenty of conference tournament and a lot of other things with the commission of the conference. Yes, we somehow... Pulled his arm, twisted his arm, and said, "You got to get on the pod." And we finally got him on the pod. Just kidding, just kidding. He was he was very willing to come on, but nonetheless, why we uh, we enjoyed that discussion with with uh, Corey Borkart. Uh, and if you want to listen to that, it's available for you to do so whenever you wish to do so. All right, you're looking at me saying, "Come on, Ryan, let's get on with it." Enough building. All right, so. As we normally do, we will record the recap pod for this final weekend of play on Sunday like we normally do, and then we will be doing more coverage than we normally do next week. We got quarterfinals on Tuesday night. We're going to be up late Tuesday, and we're going to record that one instant reaction pod after quarterfinal results. We're going to have another instant reaction pod that we will record late Thursday night, And for all these, we will get them up and available for your listening pleasure as soon as we are able to do so. So, recap Sunday night. Instant Reaction Pod Tuesday night after quarterfinal games. Recapping the how many matchups are there going to be Tuesday?
0: Well, technically, if they're all played on that day, we're going to have eight. So, it's almost like a full slate like it would be on a Friday or Saturday in the regular season. So, it should be a lot of fun. Also, I want to just throw in there. We're going to have an interview on Monday with a certain somebody as well. We're not going to say who, but yeah. we're also going to have some more content as well. So we have a recap Sunday. We have an interview with a player to be, or not a player or a coach necessarily per <laughs> se, somebody to be named later on Monday. And then we're going to have, like you said, that recap on Tuesday. And then we're just going to keep it rolling from there.
1: Yeah. Thanks for that, Wyatt. We will uh, get that out as soon as possible as well. Let's just say it's with someone who's very familiar with the UMAC tournament over the last chunk of years, and I'll just uh, leave it there, and you can uh, guess away as you would like to. Yeah, so Sunday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night instant reaction, and then it's all over, folks, uh, week from Saturday, the 26th, and there is a puncher's Shit. chance that Wyatt Morell will be in a gym for the first time this season to catch some UMAC basketball on that day. I said a puncher's chance, Wyatt. I'm not guaranteeing it you know it's the same message for me i've always had anything i can do to help gas money get you some food get you some nice cash to pay for that trip, cash for your great work on the mic, whatever you want. I will pull
0: strings to uh, help you I'll out. do this. We're going to set it out as a Twitter poll uh, this <laughs> week and give the two options and we'll let the chips fall where they may, maybe. We'll see what, what happens. What you mean, should Wyatt yeah? come down for championship weekend or not? Yes or no? <laughs> more more or less, yeah, with the two options as to why I maybe wouldn't, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later, but uh, maybe that'll be a Twitter poll so people can look forward to that <laughs> later <laughs> on uh next week but uh no we're looking forward to it. we may be zombies by the end of it and you say it's going to be over saturday i mean hey two teams are going to the ncaa tournament i no. mean we'll give a little preview of that too oh and yeah then we're uh we'll, we'll we'll see what we do from there but anyways yes,
1: we we got plenty more in store after that and thanks for that reminder Wyatt. i'm just saying it's over from the standpoint of what we've known it as okay umac play two teams do advance thanks for mentioning that and if you listen to our conversation with Corey, you'll hear more on that we really think wyatt Whoever comes out this season is going to have more than a puncher's chance. They're going to have a real shot to make some noise in March in the big dance that will finally be back. We can finally make those appointments, for those who make it at least, to get those shoes shined for the first time in multiple years. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, hey, we'll get there eventually, as I always tell you why. Let's just enjoy what's in front of us. The dream is in the process. All those cliches, I'll just
0: you're not even right gonna thing. list them through it, at this point we're at that point I,
1: <laughs> you don't want to hear them any any other closing thoughts from yourself i know this has been a line long winding pod so who for who's ever still listening at this point or if you you're, skip th- you're the head, real as MVP. usual yes. you
0: know what we i guess appreciate <laughs> that as well because you took the time to at least find us in the first place but uh i'll just throw in our shameful plugs you can follow us on twitter unlike any it's, other it's shameless your, it's shameless. not shameful plugs <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm just going to use an excuse that you mentioned a couple minutes or even just a couple seconds ago. It's been a long pod. Yeah. (laughs) There, There we go. Anyways, unlike any other, the UMAC on Twitter, you can follow us. We're on Apple, Spotify, all sorts of platforms for our podcast. Make sure you download so you can listen anytime, anywhere. Feel free to leave a review if you want. I mean, I don't know if anybody has, but uh, what do you do? I mean, I guess that, I think we that... I think we got a couple. Did to we? Back, okay, but... not not ratings <laughs> like a review. Like somebody wrote a review on our podcast I'd, I'd but i'd have to look into it yeah <laughs> uh anyways the uh other thing that really needs to be said is our email if you have questions or want to get in touch with with us is uaotheumac at gmail.com we love getting to uh, interact with people and uh, some people have done a great job of that all year we appreciate the insight we've been given and uh, it's been it's been fun it's been a journey and as ryan has said looking forward to wrapping it up so with that ryan if you're good we will put a close on this edition of the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast. We'll see you next week for a very, very busy but fun upcoming week of action. We'll see who gets the one seeds. We'll recap it all late on Sunday night, and we'll talk to you then on the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.